Welcome to Cowboy Church with your host, Russ Weaver and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching. Welcome to Cowboy Church. Hey, I'm Susie McIntyre. And I'm Russ Weaver. And we are co-hosts of Cowboy Church. You know, people will say, what in the heck is Cowboy Church? Have you ever had anybody ask you that? I mean, somebody no, that to... doesn't go to a Cowboy Church? Uh, yeah, but it's been a long time. Yeah, you know, it, it's very it, popular. Anymore, they kind of know what it is. Mm-hmm. But the guys yeah. used to say, well, what is Cowboy Church? And my mom used to have a great answer to that. What? She would say, uh, is for... It's for all the cowboys and anybody who can put up with them. <laughs> that was your answer. Anybody that knows what a horse or a cow is. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have Cowboy Church on RFD and the Cowboy Channel. We have cowboy churches that are set up, like your church that you and sure. Anna pastor. And we also have Cowboy Church, like at the Events. National Western Stock Show, the National Finals Rodeo, Fort Worth, which just got, got done recently. And so uh, it's all kind of facets, and it takes a place when people are away from church, like at an event, yeah. brings church to them. Yeah, Cowboy Church is more of a cultural uh, approach to the gospel. Uh-huh. And I've found out that all the different denominations, we, we really get along almost better as Cowboy Churches than we do between yeah. the denominational yeah, churches true. that we have. True. Um, and, and I think that's a wonderful thing to get past that. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, I, I always want to uh, want to be careful that people understand that we're not we're not trying to preach cowboys. We're trying to preach Jesus, but we do it in a manner mm-hmm. that cowboys and rural people can understand. That's right. And so that's, right. that's what Cowboy Church is. We, we sure don't want to dilute the gospel, but our stories are stories that Jesus used. Jesus used our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, he used the, the ranchers. The, he used the the farmers and he shepherds used, he and, yes. used rural America to describe a lot of the things about the kingdom of God. And all we're doing is just tapping into some of that. Right. And hoping that you will tap into Jesus. I think it warms our, the person's heart. I think it brings them closer to a home, a home spot. And uh, it was said a long time ago that, you know, people warm up when they see a cowboy or a rancher, someone that's close to the land. Doesn't matter that it doesn't say that they've got the monopoly on God. There's just something about it. It brings them closer, you know. So anyway, well, this is our format. We hope you enjoy it. We're glad that you're here. Sit back and enjoy Cowboy Church. Father God, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for the sun. We thank you for the gentle breeze. We thank you, Lord, for your landscape. Thank you, Lord, that we can see you in all your glory here in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Thank you, Jesus. Johnny's mom also had to play daddy. A challenge so many have in life. From packing lunch and combing hair, brushing teeth and bedtime prayers, she only had time. For one man in her life well, She dressed him for church Christmas morning 
place they hadn't been since he was two. And he ran out of Sunday school, talking about the golden rule, and said, Mom, I think I found someone for you. He's good with kids, he plays in dirt, and he helps people when they hurt. He don't throw stones, he likes to fish, and he climbs trees, and who could ask for more? He's just what we've been praying for. He said, there's more, Mama taught to my teacher. He's got a good job working for his dad. He doesn't drink, he doesn't swear. He doesn't hit, so don't be scared. That things will turn out like they always have. It's good for kids. He plays in dirt And he helps people When they hurt He don't throw stones He likes to fish And he climbs trees And who could ask for more He's just what we've been praying for Mom, every word he says you Plays in dirt and he helps people when we eat. He don't throw stones, he likes to fish, and he climbs trees. And who could ask for more? He's just what we've been praying for. that takes up that slack. He's the one who's there when everybody has left you. He can be that father, he can be that mother, he can be that husband, he can be the wife, and he's certainly our very best friend. Amen? Amen. You know, you can imagine the disappointment that we had today as we came over Rabbit Ears. It was a little cloudy. It was a little drippy, but praise God, we can see clearly now. Amen? I can see clearly now the rain is gone. And I can see awful obstacles in my way. And gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. What's it going to be? It's going to be a bright. Bright, bright, sunshiny day. Come on and sing it with me. Put your hands together. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Oh, we can sway just a little bit. Come on. Oh, 
It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Look all around, there's nothing but blue sky. Look straight ahead, nothing but blue sky. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. It doesn't matter if it's cloudy when we got Jesus. It's sunshiny day, man. Bright, 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 sunshiny day. Oh, 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 bright, 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 sunshiny day. It's gonna be a bright, 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 bright sunshiny day. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for what he's done. Thank the Lord for that. Oh, it's been such a sweet service. I hate to tell you what I'm preaching about. I give you the fundamentals of ignorance. In Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 32, it says this, and we could actually just spend time at the first part of the first verse there, of verse 28, and it says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a, bit, a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Then it goes all these things that are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-minded. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, knowing the righteous judgment of God, catch this, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but approve of them who practice them. So let's, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless this message today. God, may it reverberate in our hearts as something positive instead of something uh, difficult and, and adversarial, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Just so you have a good understanding of what ignorance is, here's some definitions for you. Lacking knowledge or awareness in general, uneducated or unsophisticated, discourteous or rude, and you can also put in there on the discourteous or rude, it's also uh, rebellious or belligerence, uh, sometimes that is ignorance. So um, 
I, w I, was, I was thinking of, of the whole ignorant thing, and I looked at the scripture, and it says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. It's not that they didn't know of God. They just, this, they didn't, as they, as they were thinking, as they were thinking, they wanted their thinking to be uh, away from God. They didn't want to retain God in their thinking process. Our, ours, I, I, this is going to be really positive here in a little while, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to lay some groundwork for where we're going with this. We live in a day when the church is becoming less relevant in people's lives. And part of the reason for that is we as the church have become less relevant in our thinking because we don't project what God wants us to project as the people of God. In other words, the people that are sitting in the church right now, y'all, we have a responsibility to begin to understand who God is, what God's plan is, and we need to learn how to operate in it because we are God's hand extended to a world that is actually headed for hell if we don't. And so we have, we have a tremendous responsibility not only to present Christ in a way that is palatable, but to live in such a way that people actually want to be a part of what's going on with us. We need to develop leadership abilities. We need to develop social skills so that we can become leaders that God wants us to be. And, and there is no excuse for the church to be ignorant, unlearned, unknowledgeable, unknowledgeable about the things of God, about how God operates, and the future. And the only way that we're going to be relevant is for us to stand up in such a way that people are attracted to what makes the difference in our lives. I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to help you with this today. Ignorance is not bliss. And that saying that God helps children and uh, ignorant people is only half right. <laughs> he looks after kids for sure. And that's part of our responsibility. But you can't claim ignorance for a long period of time and continue to claim ignorance as, as a, uh, an irresponsible motive to do what you want to do. Ignorance is not a, it's not a good thing. It's not a virtue. It's not listed as a virtue in the Bible. So I got to, I got to looking in the Bible, and I found, and you, you need to take notes this morning. Find a piece of paper with some notes, because I'm not reading all these scriptures, but I'm going to give you addresses where you can read them, and you need to go check out and see if I'm preaching correctly. It's your job to know if I'm, if I'm doing this or not. Here's some revelations about ignorance. Ignorance is not an IQ determiner. There are a lot of intelligent people who um, choose ignorance over uh, wisdom. There are some realities in our life that we have, to, we have to understand. We cannot be people who just mollycoddle ourselves and mollycoddle the world and say, you're okay, I'm okay, God loves you. That's a ridiculous way to look at life. That's the head of ignorance. We're not okay. The Bible says all have sinned, we're not okay. 
and they've fallen short. We're not just good people. What we are, by the grace of God, is people who've been redeemed by the power of God by a choice that we get to make. But we have to make that choice. We can never get better. We can never be less ignorant. We can never be effective until we learn how to have some skills in Christianity. Yeah, I, I, I love to team rope. I, you guys know this. I just love to, and I like to win. I mean, I don't like to just throw it at the feet just because it's so fun to throw it at the feet. I like to catch something. You know, I like to capture, and I like to do it in a good, timely manner so that if I do that effectively, I win because I love to win. I hate to lose. I'm I hate it. I'm, it. You know, I have to be a nice guy when I lose. I don't have an excuse for being a jerk if I don't win because it's not their fault, it's mine. But the truth of the matter is, God wants us to enter the kingdom of God with great rejoicing and, and a hallelujah. And I'm so grateful for the grace of God that allowed me to live the life that I get to live. And, and they're going to usher, if we do this right, they'll usher us into heaven. Welcome, thou good and faithful. No, faithful. No, faithful. It's the faithful part. Now, good and There you go. Good and faithful servant. Now, now, guys, you can't be a good and faithful servant if you continue to live in ignorance. So we need to understand a few things about ignorance, so we're going to go through it. It's not an IQ determiner. It can be a choice. In 2 Timothy, that's one of the verses you like to, you, you'll want to, you want to read. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2 tells us that, it can be a choice, and it talks about arguments. It said, don't get into arguments with ignorant people. I know you're preaching your own messages right now. I shouldn't have. Well, ignorance can be inexperience. It can be once or twice or a few times. And after a while, it gets old and it doesn't work anymore. We, my dad used to have a saying, he says, I love, I love taking care and feeding the babies, taking care of the newborn babies. He said, but when you have to part the mustache to get the bottle in, it's a little much. It can be an experience for a while, but it can't be your eternal excuse. God expects us. He's the, in, in fact, just go, just go look up ignorance and put Bible. I know it sounds awful to go ignorant Bible, but put that in there in the Google search and look what the Bible has to say about it. It's, it's the, one of the most interesting searches you'll ever find. One of the verses that I'm not using this morning that you need to look for is this, it, there was a time when God winked at your ignorance. But now, so ignorance can be an excuse for a little while, but we have to grow past it or, or it's not going to be good for us. 
There's types of ignorance. Let me, let me just explain ignorance a little further. The type of ignorance. There's veiled ignorance. And you remember the, the story in the Bible about Jacob. He worked for seven years so he could get married to Rachel. Yeah. And they put a veil over Leah. And somebody said, poor Leah. She didn't have to work for seven years. Poor Jacob. It depends on where your perspective is, that's for sure. And, and you know, the Bible doesn't say ugly in there. She was ugly. You know, it just, she was the wrong one. And ever since then, veils have been see-through. That's my opinion all. That's, that's, that's not for sure. That's just, yeah, this is based on some common sense that an old man has, and I I like that. But veiled is something that you're not able to see. And there's, there's, there's veiled ignorance. And that's the kind when you, when you're, when you're ignorant and you just don't understand what you're talking about because there's this veil. Mine, mine is, mine is mechanics. The other one is darkened. What happens with darkened is you don't see, you don't see what you should see. And when the Bible says that God's the light of the world, when he's talking about him being the light of the world, what he's saying is turn the lights on. There's, there's stuff in the word of God that will help you see better. Your spiritual man is an interesting thing. And you spiritually, if you'll turn the lights on and you're intelligent by the word of God, it will help. There's the other one. This is depraved. The Bible says he turned them over to a, ra- a depraved or reprobate mind. Depraved is not a good, in- good ignorance because here's, here's how it works. In, in a person, in a person's life, in you, you have your body. And then you have your soul. And then you have your spirit. God is connected with you through your spirit. Your soulish nature is the part that naturally participates in sinful activities and your body has the cravings that lead to problems. If you continually sear your conscience by not doing the right thing, then that voice and that volume knob on your spiritual side which is God trying to get through to you to help you with your decision-making process, begins to dial down, 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 till finally the dial is off. And when the dial is off, you are now living in a depraved situation where the only influence in your thinking comes from your flesh and comes from your soulish nature, and those things are going to lead you to hell. And a depraved mind is this. the, The world's got a lot of... A lot of uses or words for it. They 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 are now using. What's the word that they use now when a person is just so self-centered they can't think of anybody else? Narcissistic. That's a depraved mind. And and you can go down and and there's all kinds of those those terms that just. The world tries to explain what God says as depravity, and depravity is nothing more than godly influence being shut off from our life because of our conscience being seared as the Bible explains it. Thank you for your support for Cowboy Church. You can write to us at the address shown on your screen right now. We love to hear from you. And we'll see you next time 
on Cowboy Church. <laughs>